Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Pierce, and I'll be your host. We begin uh, our new series here on leadership. This is our second uh, uh, podcast on this. We have with us uh, William Burton. He is the new church team leader and ethnic church uh, planning evangelist and specialist from Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And a good friend of mine has been in uh, pastoral ministry for uh, 25 years of ministry in general, 35 years as well as a missionary in Venezuela. So have have loads of experience and especially dealing with leadership. So William, thank you for being with us again today. Great to be with you, Kevin. Thanks for the invitation. So today we're going to be talking about really about entrusting the leadership. So what does that mean? Well, you know, I go back to um, to the book of Exodus and you look at uh, Moses. Moses was the, the leader of the children of Israel and he brought them out of, the, out of bondage from Egypt and they're wandering around in the wilderness. And at the, at the beginning of this, uh, of course, after Moses had spent some time uh, taking care of his father-in-law's sheep, at the beginning of this, Moses is doing all the work himself. He's resolving all the conflicts, and as of all things, guys, his father-in-law says to him, mm. "What this thing that you're doing is not good. The people are frustrated. They are weary, and so are you. So I think as, as a leader, the challenge that you and I have is allowing other people to assume the leadership. In other words, we're multiplying leaders. That's mm-hmm. basically what we're doing. Right. What does that do? That relieves you and I from doing not the things, not that they're not important, but we can focus on the bigger picture of things. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're able to um, multiply ourselves and get a whole lot more done. When you when you entrust the leadership, when you entrust the vision, you're multiplying the efficiency. Now, this is not an easy thing, especially for a uh, a new church plant. You have a a church planner coming. He's he's this is his baby, right? And so, you know, he's got some things he feels like this is the way God wants uh, the, the vision of it. We've talked about vision uh, last, uh, last time, but the vision of the church. And so he almost feels like that no one can do this other than me. Right. Well, you've got that right. Have you been uh, talking to my wife? Huh? <laughs> that sounds like something she would say to yeah. me. Listen, you're not the, this doesn't have to be just the way you want it. Uh, and we do as, as leaders, as pastors, as church planters, again, you're, especially as a church planter, you're giving birth to something. Mm-hmm. This is your baby. Mm-hmm. And you do have this vision, this idea of where uh, you want it to go. The reason, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, I think the reason a lot of churches stay at 100 or less. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't, I'm making a general statement here, but the reason most churches stay at 100 or less is because the leader, the pastor or the you know pastors that the church has had in its history have not been able to entrust the, the vision and the leadership to the people that can actually get it done. Right. And so he's been focusing, he's been putting out fires and focus on small things that are very important mm-hmm. and, and need to be done. 
but he's not been able to give attention to the big picture. So it's important, I think, for us. It is very important for us to entrust the yeah. the vision and the leadership. Now, I can think of one question that kind of comes to my mind. I'm thinking of the pastor's thinking. this says he's listening to this. He's saying, okay, well, listen, I want to give this away, but I don't have anyone to take it. They don't. They won't take it. You know, they, he may have the people, but they're just not motivated to, to take that. Of course, this kind of plays into that vision part as well that we talked about last time. For them catching the vision, if they get excited about it, then they want to take some leadership, right? Yeah, I was in, a, I had a meeting last week with about 100 pastors. Uh, we were doing a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a group of pastors from Guatemala. We were working with the Guatemalan Baptist Convention. And uh, we were talking about just the challenges. We're in this middle of this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't want to date this podcast, but right. we, right. we'll never forget this. No, you won't. know, This has marked our, our story. It's marked our history. It's marked our vision as well. Right. And so um, one of the questions that the, one of the pastors asked, well, we're a small rural church. Well, you've just described over half the churches in Tennessee, although he's in Guatemala. And we don't have, most of our congregation are elderly. Well, that's another, about 80% of the churches in Tennessee. And we don't have anyone in our church that knows how to deal with technology or how to do a Facebook live broadcast or a YouTube or whatever. And and I said, I said to him, I said, if you've got a church full of elderly people, they've got to have grandchildren. Right. There's some, listen, you, middle schoolers are born, they were born with a microchip in their head. <laughs> they know, they know how to work this stuff right. uh, a whole lot better than you and I do. Yeah. And uh, get, grab a hold of one of them and cast the vision before them. And one of those kids would love to do something. They can do tick and Snapchat and, and all this other stuff that they're right. doing, they'll be able to do this. They'll right. be able to do it. So I'm convinced that if God's given you the vision, he's going to rise. He's going to raise up someone in your congregation to help you. Right. Uh, you know, listen, our job is to raise the sails mm-hmm. on the ship. And God, listen, God will put the people to blow into the sails to move the ship. Mm-hmm. And if not, then maybe that's not the vision. And that's a hard thing, to right. hard pill to swallow. Right. But that may not be the vision that God has for your church, or if we're using the church context right now. So giving it away, you've got, but if you give that vision away, if you give, the, let's put it, the way, if you give the leadership away, if in other words, if you're able to cast the vision, the vision's received, and then allow someone to run with it, because they may do a much better job than you. So, so we're talking about ownership now. We're talking about how, and and that's, that's a critical, you know, even here at uh, Carson Springs and Linda Valley, most uh, Tennessee Baptists don't realize that we belong to them. And so when they come and do volunteer work, what we try to do is help them to understand we're not some camp, someplace. we belong to them. Take ownership in us. Uh, we want you to be a part of this. We want you to come and volunteer. We want you to do whatever you can because the vision for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board 
some 70 years ago was to have facilities like this so we could reach people. And they're not excluded to this. I think when people begin to realize within a church that, hey, God, God has a vision. This does not exclude me, but it includes me for God to do something great in my community. Then where do I plug into? Yeah, that's, that's the question. Yeah, that's uh, all of us. Obviously, once we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've been given a gift, a gift set, a set of gifts, the, mm-hmm. uh, the get fruits of the spirit, gifts of the spirit and most of those, about 80% of the gifts of the Spirit are service gifts. Right. So, you know, I think the challenge is, first of all, going back, you know, just as a Christian, find out what my spiritual gift is, where I, where my strong area is, and how I can serve. Again, it's, it's all about service. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. But mm. as we take ownership or we allow people to take ownership, they want to serve and make a difference. And if it's in my church, if it's part of this, the camps that we have, our conference centers coming and helping, you know, paint a wall or mm-hmm. it, it, again, back to that, it transcends me. This is making a difference in the kingdom of God. Uh, God is, uh, is using me in something that uh, he has a vision that he has given. So um, giving away and, and then that ownership, you know, the, it always concerns me. And I deal with this, especially in ethnic communities, when I, and as, as a pastor, when I was pastoring the Hispanic church there in Morristown, I, I would always encourage our folks, don't tell people you go to Brother William's church. Mm-hmm. Don't invite people to Brother William's church. This is your church. Right. This, this building, first of all, this building is not the church, but this place where we gather, this building is yours. It's not mine. I'm going to leave one day and it, it'll stay here and you'll still meet here. This isn't mine. So when we are able to entrust that leadership and allow our, our people at church to take ownership in it, it's my hmm. church. This is my conference center. Right. That's one of the things when I bring folks over here to Carson or down over to Linden Valley, I, I remind them, hey, as a Baptist, mm-hmm. this is your camp. This belongs to you. And that gets them excited right. to know when they give, when, yeah. they, when they're giving their tithes and offerings, a percentage of what they give, we send to the cooperative program and we take up our golden offering for Tennessee missions. And it supports ministries like this one that also that transcends our, our church. Yeah. Well, I know it seems like we're doing a lot of advertisement for that, man. And that's not our intent. We're trying to make the connection uh, a little bit more here. But, but I, I think that's that's inc- that's critical for our churches to allow our congregation to experience the uh, privilege to be able to lead. And 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 I think we kind of you almost said it, just alluded to. Sometimes the results can be bad. Sometimes it can be good. Well, I think if you go back to the example of Moses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, he was doing it all himself, and he said, and Jethro said to him, "What you're doing is not a good thing." Yeah. And you're weary, and the people are weary, and mm-hmm. so his father-in-law, with great wisdom, said, "This is how you need to do this. You need to appoint people over groups of fifty and over a hundred, and 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 so on, and so." to resolve these issues so you can focus on the big thing. And that was a good thing. Right. It was a great thing. Yeah. It, it freed Moses up to, right. to, to lead and to hear from God. Cause if you're busy putting out fires and, and resolving small conflicts, it's going to be difficult for you to hear from God. Now I know as listen, I've never pastored a church that, you know, that had over 200 people. And so I, I understand what it is to pastor a small church. Right. Uh, I, I'm very, very 
well aware of the some of the minute details that we as pastors have to pay attention to. But if there's some things that you can pass off to someone else, let them do the ministry. Let them take ownership of that. It'll save your sanity. Right. <laughs> It'll save your health. It will possibly save your marriage and save your ministry. And you know, Kevin, you and I, we've been known each other for a long time. And we've worked with people. We know people that are no longer in the ministry and they didn't finish well hmm. because they were trying to do it all themselves and they burn out and they, they you know, maybe fell into more, more moral failure or lost their family or just hmm. burned out and said, I'm tired of this and I'm going to go sell used cars someplace. And so it's, uh, that'll, it's for your ministry health. Yeah. You've got to pass that off, you know, so it may, but here's the good thing. It may be, it may come up better. And in the case of Moses here, it was much better for him. And then there's sometimes it doesn't turn out too yeah. good. Uh, you know, <laughs> man, I remember one time, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a church music major at Carson Newman. So yeah. I love music. I'm a worship leader. I enjoy doing that. And, and so that's one of the things that as a church planter, Mm-hmm. That was something that was difficult for me to give up as, you know, leading worship and making sure it went the way I wanted it to go. Right. And if you're a musician and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And so <laughs> I remember, okay, I've got to give this away. And uh, I had a guy that was, uh, you know, he played the guitar and he was seemed to be pretty sharp and I had an understanding of worship. And we talked and we trained a little bit and, uh, it was a train wreck. Oh my goodness! I said, when is this going to be over? Of course, they may be th- they may have been thinking about that my sermons too. Yeah. When's that going to be over? But um, it it was it was a disaster, yeah. and um, it was um, one of the worst experiences. And it was a long experience, you know. Just, yeah. But it prepared us for the the next phase, mm-hmm. and and God brought someone in, and it was a beautiful transition. And this person is an amazing musician, a, a sensitive worship leader, and he trained other people. And he did a whole lot better than I would have done doing that. But you have to give it away and trust God that uh, he's going to provide the people to do the ministry mm-hmm. and to, to run the vision, to, to run with it. Um, because if you can't do it, you will frustrate your congregation. You're going to frustrate your family. And you're going to burn out on it. So I think just for ministry sanity, mm-hmm. uh, ministry health, you've got to entrust that leadership. Right. You know, and you, you look at the end, uh, somebody was walking with Moses through this whole time, and it was Joshua. Mm-hmm. Moses didn't make it to the promised land. He saw it, but he didn't walk over there. But Joshua, who had learned from Moses, Moses had given him response. Do you think Joshua just... Um, woke up one morning with the with leadership abilities and understood the vision. He understood where they were going. We're going to the promised land. We're right. going to the promised land. Yeah. And he had seen what God had done through Moses. Mm-hmm. And he had walked with him and he'd seen that vision and he'd seen the mistakes and the and the successes of Moses. Mm-hmm. And so when Moses died, that was the new chapter in the life of Israel. Mm-hmm. And so Joshua was a, was able to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. Hmm. Now they had its ups and downs and its uh, valleys and mountains, but you know Joshua was a, an amazing leader that hmm. encouraged the people to have faith in God and to be strong and brave and and do not faint and do not grow weary because we are going to conquer the promised land. Amen. 
Well, and and that's uh, I think that's a bit that's a encouraging word for not only our pastors but our pastors' share of our congregation. William, thank you for uh, joining us today and sharing about uh, continuing our, our series on leadership and and just entrusting leaders and how that's important in our church. Also, thank you for our listeners today through our podcast. Uh, if you'd like to listen to other podcasts, uh, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board also produces uh, the Reaching Tour Radio, so I encourage you to tune into that and uh, listen to that as well. Uh, if you uh, are listening on iTunes or Google Play, please listen, uh, leave us a comment or subscribe. That always helps our ratings, and we want more and more pastors to be able to listen to this great resource for them. If you have any questions for uh, what we do at TM Baptist Camps or for William, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.